Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. Before I bring my um, colleague, my brother, my my co-host on here, I want to give a big shout out to the Rippin' Red Hawks, baby. 7-0 and uh, with a big win yesterday. Um, the coach earns farewell tour, keeps rolling on. Um, if you're not checking out some great Division Three football in the state of Wisconsin, there's, there's games all over the place uh, yesterday. Uh, it, I tell you what, it's, it's really fun. We got some really good sports going on in the state of Wisconsin, not just football. We've got the state playoffs going on. We got I, a ton of our athletes are regional champions in volleyball. We've got some cross-country kids going to state. Dog, just, just changing lives here. That's all we do, right? That's all we do. Yes, Rippin' Red Hawks, Coach Ernst. You know, I want to give a huge shout-out to my man that, that helps us coach, and Josh Heisler is a tremendous coach, tremendous teacher in our, in our district, and he's a Rippin' alum, and he's always following. We're always talking about Cam Bott and the game and an uh, incredible job, and Coach Ernst was a, is still a mentor to, to Josh, and uh, we wanted to get down to the game yesterday, and things just didn't work out for uh, family get-togethers, but we definitely want to try to get to a game yet, Brian, before it's over. But he's doing an incredible job. It's awesome to see coaches be able to coach for that many years. Yeah. And, and you know, older coaches still relating with, you know, very young athletes, very young student athletes, and, and doing an incredible job and making a huge difference in kids' lives. And I know you see it as a parent, and your son sees it as yeah. a student athlete. Well, dog, I mean, you guys had that family get together. You had a big feeding, didn't you? Big feeding. Oh, definitely didn't get cheated. Lots of protein. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, we're going to hop right into this, everybody. Um, you know, we want to we wanted to take a, a topic um, and really address it here today. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions. And Dean, obviously, you guys are at the forefront of misconceptions that everybody thinks that the teams that are really successful in our state in whatever sport that they've always been good. Um, and, and we want to remind everybody that there's a building process, that there's a starting point for programs, for schools, um, and how to build your athletic program. And, um, you know, I'm really going to put Dean on the spot, you know, here today because he's been a part of two incredible building uh, projects with different programs. Um, and that carries over to the whole athletic department. And so we're going to give you three things that from an athletic department standpoint, from a business standpoint, um, that you can do to start building a championship program and one that's sustainable, right? I think a lot of people can, in high school, you can you know get, your, get yourself into a situation where you have five or six really, really great athletes that are a part of your program. And like we know, uh, five or six difference makers, you know, can make the difference between a state championship and, and maybe not even making the playoffs. Um, but we want to share this as, as something that you can do that's sustainable over the long period of time. And obviously, I think we, we most of us would agree that Kimberly may be the gold standard in our state as far as the programs they run. Um, and so, dog, we got three tips for everybody today. Um, and I'm going to let you lead off with tip one here. And we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit and then kind of move our way through this. So what do you got for us? Well, Brian, tip number one, and I think is so important, is, is you got to invest. You have to invest in athletics. 
you have to invest in co-curricular activities. If you're, if you're a school, you're, you have to invest in people, yes. you know, but it is very important. And, and that is going to make uh, your school, your business that much more successful. And I, I think that the great programs around the state, they understand how important it is to do that. And, and that starts with, you know, an, an administrative crew, a, a, your school leaders understanding the importance of athletics and co-curricular activities and what a difference it's going to make, you know, in, in student athletes' lives. And I think that is so big. I think a lot of people, you know, as a, as a physical education instructor and teacher, I think you have to be able to sell your content area. And no matter what you do, you have to sell the importance of that. And I know right. in physical education, we always say your health is your wealth. And it's very important, very important. I always tell my students that I have in class, they want a class. It's the most important class you're going to take is a physical education class. And I happen to teach a class called strength and conditioning. And it doesn't matter what your prize possession, doesn't matter how smart you are and, and how much money you have and, and all of that. If you don't have your health, nothing else matters. And so you have to invest, you know, that's why you run a business that's going to invest and help people's overall physical health and their mental health. And that is going to make a big difference in people's lives. And I, you know, I always see the important statistic out there. You see this on social media is, you know, a lot of people's excuse for not working out is, Hey, I don't have time. Right. I don't have time. And, wrong answer. Know, wrong, wrong answer. Talking to people like ourselves, because what the pandemic really taught us is it's not so much about the physical health, but the mental health as well. And I will argue with anyone, any teacher, anybody that's not a teacher or a coach that, you know, what the life lessons that individuals learn through fitness and through athletics and other co-curricular activities really shapes that person to the adult that they are. And I, I feel so strong about this, Brian. And I, I really do. And I know in my earlier teaching career, you know, there was always those situations in the 90s that, hey, we're going to lose physical education class. We're going to cut co-curricular activities. And some school districts are doing that yet. We see it at the collegiate level. They're, you know, cutting some sports. We just saw that happen. You know, when the pandemic hit, you know, you, you, I'm, you have to make sure that we give kids all the Sure, opportunities, co-curriculars, athletics, because in a school setting, it's very important if people find something that they like and they're interested in, it is going to make a huge difference in their academic career. And we know we have to be moving around. We have to be busy. And, you know, not only do you work your mind and your muscles, but it is going to make just a big difference in taking those tests. And, and helping you get through the day and helping you deal with adverse situations that are going to occur throughout their lives, Brian. Well, Dino, I think, you know, as we talked before this, when we say invest into your programs, into your system, stuff like that, it starts with people first, investing in good people. And I, I think a trend right now in, in our high schools is we need to have these big, huge, facilities built um and that's going to change our athletic program um and i'm i'm here to say i've watched programs get built 
And the, the, the ones that usually have success are the ones that are investing in their people, that are investing in their programs, building the programs. And then all of a sudden you can have on this add-on facility. It's not college sports uh, in high school. You know, in college sports, there's a, there's, you know, you'd call it like an arms race where you're trying to get the biggest, the best facility, the newest stuff so you can bring kids in. 90 plus percent of the kids in Wisconsin high schools are designated to the high school that they are going to because of where they live. So you're not really recruiting kids outside of being a private school to bring kids in. So your best bet is to invest into the education of your people, the leadership of your people, um, making them better so they can make the kids better. And, you know, I'm going to put a plug in for Sports Advantage, Dean, is that everybody has a weight room scenario at their school. Maybe your physical education teachers don't, maybe your physical education teachers want to have more knowledge and strength and conditioning, but they don't know where to get it. Um, they don't know how to um, build a program over the long course of time. That's where we can come in. You know, we do consulting for many schools. It's an educational based system where we educate the coaches. We teach the coaches how to do everything because, you know, a lot of schools don't have Dean Manchin. A lot of schools don't have Jason Mangan. I'm just going to say that point blank. You know, two of our best strength coaches in the high school setting. We have a lot of coaches that want to give more to their student athletes, but maybe they just don't know how to do it. So from a school perspective, invest in finding people that can help your coaches. Um, invest in people that may already have a background in this scenario. Um, and that's how you build your program. And Dino, you know, the weight room kind of leads into your second tip, which I know we wanted to talk about. So why don't we go, go forward with that one? Yes, tip number two, Brian, is, you know, the hub of your athletic program has got to run through your strength and conditioning program. I am a firm believer on that. And, you know, that is going to be a, a challenge to everybody that's out in that setting that is, is working high school weight programs. And, and that's where I think, you know, Sports Advantage can come in and, and really help people and educate you. Because I think what happened is everything has been evolving so fast, Brian. And yep. we're seeing all these indoor facilities and all these great workout areas and weight rooms and, and everything like that. But I think a lot of physical education teachers have kind of been thrown into this and said, okay, well, you guys are physical education teachers and gals are physical education teachers. And now you have to be able to run strength and conditioning programs. And that's not an easy job. You know, you did it at the collegiate level and it's not easy. You know, you put in a ton of hours. You have to constantly be evolving because strength and conditioning is evolving just like athletics is evolving. You know, you're not running the same offenses and defenses that you did 10 years ago or even five years ago. Everything constantly evolves. So it's moving at a very fast rate and you have to run the strength and conditioning program and it still have people that are in and sport coaches that are totally not bought into the strength and conditioning program. And it's just mind boggling to me in that if you look at every collegiate sport, everybody is doing some kind of weight training program to help further the development and to decrease their chance of injury. And so it's constantly educating people within your organization, whether that be a business, a school, whatever level that is, and understanding and selling 
a great strength and conditioning program. And we have to understand it's about long-term athletic development. And it's about these athletes because athletes are getting thrown so much at them, Brian. And we want to make sure that we can continue to have athletes experience playing multiple sports. I look at the high school level and for most high school athletes, this is their pinnacle of their athletic experience, you know, because we say all the time, you know, the statistics show about 6% of all high school athletes are going to be able to go to a ripping and, and have that experience of playing collegiately like your son. And most people are going to be done. So that having every sport coach understand that, hey, it's not about one sport. The weight program, how many times do you get it in schools? And they just think it's a football weight program. Right. You have to have a program that's a system that has a system like your system, Brian, conjugate system, whatever that system is. Keep it simple. Keep it very simple. Keep it basic. Be really good at the basics. And then make that program or that system fit your environment, your school, your facilities, the people that are in there, and just be really good at it and have everybody understand it's not a football program. It's not a powerlifting program. It's not a bodybuilding program. It is a program for everyone to get better. And we got to get rid of that you know, that misinformation out it's there bad mentality. Yeah. that it's a football program or it's just a, you know, a specific program. It's a program to help all athletes. Let me say that again, all athletes get better. And I sometimes, so many people think, Hey, my, this program has got to be just for my sport. No, it is a, development it's a program to develop all athletes right well, it's a, it, it comes back to it being a system system right? you get yeah, yeah you put a system in place all right that is athletic development in nature that's what that's what we do that's <laughs> and that's why you're successful yeah. right and that's why our kids are successful because they understand the system we educate them on the system as to why we're doing it and and coaches this falls back in in your lap you have to educate your athletes because right now, in the age of social media and YouTube, there's so many people selling stuff to, you know, to try and promote, you know, what they do, um, you know, to make a couple extra dollars. And coaches, you have to understand what sales and, and what is a real system, okay? And at the end of the day, when you start looking at, and we've said it before, Okay. There's no such thing as a sports specific program in the weight room. Sports specific is practice. It's individual work with coaches. It's, it's all the stuff that details your sport. Buddy Morris said it the best. Okay. Strength training is just GPP for the body. It's general physical preparedness, the weight room, the track, when you're doing speed work, um, you know, when you're doing agility, all that other stuff in training prepares you to practice practice prepares you to play okay and the funny thing is is that if you eliminate one level there all right you're not going to be successful you have to prepare to practice that way you stay healthy during practice okay you have to keep that preparation in you have to obviously um 
monitor the amount of volume that you have in the weight room, but you have to keep that in. Then you add practice. So now you add more stimulus. Now you add games. So now you have GPP, which is your strength training. You have practice and then you have the game. All right. And you have to monitor the volume as it goes. So if that seems overwhelming to you as a coach, as a, as a performance coach in a high school weight room, ask, ask for help. Okay. If you're a sport coach and you don't believe in the weight room, um, you, you may want to reevaluate what you're doing for a profession, because at the end of the day, the best team, if you look at, you can look at right now, the WIA playoffs, I would guarantee you the majority of the teams that are still alive have great strength and conditioning programs where kids play multiple sports. So the kids are able to work through their hub of their athletic program, which is the weight room, um, to continue to develop. The last part about that, Dean, when you say the hub, what's really cool is you're able to bring athletes from track, from basketball, from football, from wrestling, all into this one area where there's a common goal. And that's just trying to improve yourself physically and mentally. And there's nothing better, and I'm probably going to take your idea here, there's nothing better than watching a weight room full of high school kids cheer for a teammate, cheer for another athlete because they hit a PR, because they're doing something they've never done before. Okay, that brings your school together. Not just your, not just your football program and not just your baseball program. It brings your school together, which a school united is typically very successful in many sports, not just maybe football or not just track or whatever. Brian, and too, I get this question from a lot of coaches that, you know, are at all different types of, you know, school districts, certain areas, and they're like, well, we can't get kids in the weight room. We don't have great facilities. Um, some of the coaches aren't quick, you know, bought in to what we're doing. My, my solution is that is start, start small, right. start small. If, if you get five kids in the weight room, you know, then, then they'll always get people that say, well, we got, you know, we got about five guys that come in a weight room and three girls. We're a very small school. We don't have a lot of equipment. Hey, make those eight individuals then the best workout you can and help develop relationships and build on that program. And if you build it, they'll come and the word will get out, then people will get better. And then you have to sell that to those other sport coaches and sell it to, you know, your administration. And it's just more than just helping kids get better in their sport. It's, it's building something. It's in having a culture of people being disciplined to come in there and work out, being held accountable to go in there and work out and to be able to obviously help themselves physically, but socially as well. I know so many kids that just thrive on that family atmosphere that the weight room or a sport gives a student athlete. And that's a lot of times the reason why kids go out for a sport. They have a, a sense of belonging to something that's bigger than them individually. And they love to be part of that. We'll have kids come back from our program, you know, with all kinds of sports and they miss that. It's the first thing they say when their athletic careers and they go to way of college, if they don't do any type of athletic, I miss that camaraderie. I miss training with my teammates. I miss laughing and having all the fun that, the weight room has given me. 
or the team concept has given me. So my question to you, people that are trying to run it, just start, just start. There's no perfect weight room. There's no perfect number of kids that you need to say, okay, I'm going to start a weight program after school. You know what? I remember starting weight programs. We didn't, I didn't get paid a dime to start a weight program. I did it because I felt the need that this could help the students first. Secondly, the sport programs. And then three, the whole school. It was an opportunity that wasn't there. So I just made it an opportunity. I didn't complain that, hey, I needed to get paid to be in there. I just did it because I wanted to make the difference in those areas, Brian. Well, Dean, I think, you know, it also comes back to as a coach, okay, you have to prove yourself to these kids, okay? And you can't just complain that the kids, you know, don't want to come, that they're not coming, stuff like that. Well, what are you doing to prove to them? And what is a school district are you doing to prove to these athletes the value of what you're providing? And that the education of the people that are providing it are at a level of competitiveness where the kids can feel like there's value. There's always a value exchange. Okay. You have the kids time and you have the value. The value has to outweigh the time that they're spending. So if the kids like they do in, in the most successful programs, if the kids feel that the value they're getting from the time they're giving up to be in the weight room is greater than, you know what I'm saying? Where the value is higher than the time they're giving up, then they're going to be there. Okay. And like you said, just start. So as a coach, I'm going I'm to put this there. I want all of our coaches listen to think about this. Are you willing to train 10 kids for a year, just 10 kids, and just to really focus on their results, okay, to show the rest of the school that, hey, this is important? Because what we see a lot of times, and I see this quite a bit, I see this with people that come to our gym sometimes. They come for two or three months, and then they stop. Well, I'm not getting the results this other kid's getting. Well, your kid's only coming twice a week. This kid's coming four times a week. Um, the effort isn't quite the same. Um, and there's a lot of other variables that go into that. So as a coach, are you willing to go um, until the point where other kids are seeing it? That could be a year. That could be 365 days that you give to just 10 athletes. Is your value in the weight room so much that you're willing to keep continue to give that time up so the rest of your school, so the rest of these athletes buy into it? It falls on the coaches as much. It falls on the coaches and the administrators. All right, to continue to show value for the strength and conditioning department. And that, and again, it's not just lifting weights, right? It's athletic development, you know, it's turf toughness, it's feed the cats, it's, you know, speed and agility, it's plyometrics, it's all the different things lumped into one system. That's what we do. You know, we take all the best of everything. We, we you know, we take what we think is the best from the strength and conditioning. We take what we think the best is from speed and we lump it into a system. Are you willing to go the extra mile with a limited amount of kids to show the, show the masses that this is important? Because if you are as a coach, you have to stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it. Okay. And you have to be doing a great job with the kids that you're training. All right. Brian, it's the same thing when, when I teach a strength conditioning class. I want, I want administrators, I want other teachers to be able to watch and see what happens in our class. I put a lot of time and a lot of effort 
to, to do the best job that I can. And I obviously got a tremendous passion to help kids get better. And I think you that is the selling point of it. If you're a coach out there and you're a little frustrated by the situation, invite people in. Let them see what you're doing in your classroom. You same thing with your business. Hey, if I'm in the area and there's a sports advantage out there, parents, go check out a workout. Go yeah. see what they're doing. I mean, your your gym, you always have an invitation to people because you obviously put a ton of work in. You've seen so many people come out of your gym and have such incredible success in all areas of their life. Hey, you have to build something that's extremely big. Don't complain. Don't complain right. that you're not getting help. What are you doing as an individual to make your situation the best situation possible? And if you don't tell people, don't assume people know what you're doing. And I think that's a lot of coaches that I know that get really frustrated aren't reaching out. They're not showing their product. Make sure you let people know the word will get out if you're doing good work. You know, the, 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 the kids that are in that weight room, if you start out, there's five kids in that weight room. And if they're starting to get results and they're having fun, that word's going to get out to more kids. And then it's just going to go ahead and multiply. It's just like your business. I run Fox Valley Pros Club. And it, it's constantly getting more and more people are wanting to come and experience some lessons at the club because the word is out. The word is out. And I have a passion for the throws, just like I have a passion for the weight room and coaching and making a difference in kids' lives. So continually coaches to keep getting better, keep evolving, and make sure you let people know. And if you build it, it will grow and people will come and it will be a great experience. You just got to work to get better. It's it's just, and you got to keep putting the work in. You know, it, the weight room is a hard area to build. Um, and it's a hard area to maintain, but uh, like you said, you know, it is, in my opinion, it's, I think it's the most important of these three tips because it touches every athlete, you know, and, and so on. So I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of programs, high school fall programs are done, you know, obviously, uh, with the playoffs started, if you have questions, ask, we're here, you know, we want to help. You know, we're here for the, the coaches in our state. We want the state of Wisconsin to have, you know, incredible opportunities for these athletes. I know that's our mission at Sports Advantage. I know, you know, even though you're competing against a lot of different schools, you know, you want to see kids have success. So, Dino, what do we got for tip three here? Hey, last one, and I'll argue a little bit because I know you, point two, was, was one that you think is very big, very big. And I'm going to go one step further uh -oh. here at step three or tip three is I think you have to make your area of expertise those individuals in my case the students best part of their day so that's if you're a, if you're a sport coach and they come to your practice that should be the best part of their day if you're a specific teacher in a content area that should be that person's best part of their day if you're a strength and conditioning coach after school in that weight room and those student athletes come, that should be the best part of their day. I think there's nothing more rewarding, Brian, than when parents will come up and say, geez, my kid's eating better, more fruits and vegetables, more lean protein. They're eating more because of what 
you are educating them on a daily basis. And that's something I just take a tremendous pride in because I know I, that message could be sent and I can be sending that to so many individuals through the day. But knowing that just one person's taking that knowledge and putting it into action is so satisfying for me because that parent will go many times. I've been telling them, I can tell them every day, coach or Mr. Manchin, I can tell them every day the same thing you tell them and they will not do it. My son or daughter will not do it. But when you say it all of a sudden now, hey, that's that's the word. That's the most important thing. Mr. Manchin told me, Coach Manchin told me, hey, to get eight hours of sleep, right. Mr. Manchin, then they do it. So I know you, same thing at Sports Advantage. One of the things you tell that your employees is when they come in there, that should be that person's best part of their day, Brian. Well, and, and from our perspective too, you know, it's different than the high school because, you know, you have families that are, that are paying money to come train with us. And our message is we're going to treat your kids like they're our own. Yes. Every kid that walks okay. in, every kid that walks in there, you know, um, and as a coach, are there going to, you know, let's, let's be realistic. Are there going to be times that kids are going to, you know, get under your skin that are going to drive you nuts? Absolutely. Just like we probably drive them nuts. Like, I think there's no, you know, I think a lot of times coaches were like, oh, that kid, this, that kid, this, you think about what the kids are saying about us sometimes, you know, you know what I mean? And so there has to be that passion all the time. And I think what your message sends Dean is this, right? You know, maybe you're a, I, I know you guys do block scheduling and some people do, you know, periods, you know, you know, eight periods a day versus four block classes a day. What I see a lot is, you know, those last periods of the day, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. And I don't know where this came from, this almost Friday mentality, like people are wishing away the rest of their week. It's kind of like that mentality only on a daily basis at the school day. Oh, I've only got one more class period left and then I get to go home. Oh, I've only got one more you're disservicing the kids there and you're getting, you know, from our perspective, people are paying us money to train their kids at like seven o'clock at night. If I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this workout so I can get home and, and, you know, watch the next episode of Yellowstone or whatever with my, no, like when you're there to do a job, you do your job. And that first hour, you should have as much energy as your last hour because the kids in the last hour deserve your best to give them your best. Are there going to be days where it's hard? For sure there is, but that's, that's the responsibility you took on to lead young people. So you have to overcome that. You have to leave your stuff at the door and take care of the kids first hour, second hour, third hour, fourth hour, you know, after school, before school, if you got to get up early coaches, this message you send to your kids, get your sleep, get your sleep coaches. Like if you're overtired, get your sleep, you know, prioritize the things that you need to prioritize, control the things you can control so you can give your best to those athletes that there's no bigger disservice than the last period, last session of the day and the coaches and the teachers and everybody wants to get out before they actually finish the deal. Brian, I couldn't agree more. I've been seeing a lot of those almost Friday deals too on social media. It drives me nuts. Coach Mangan and myself, our Fridays is called finish Friday. Yeah, same with us. Finish Friday. That's finish Friday. Absolutely. We are want to finish. We want to finish strong. We want to go into the weekend and we want to know that everything, all of our hard work was a buildup Monday through Friday. And now the reward is enjoy your weekend. 
come back ready. And hey, is it almost Monday already? That's our mentality. It's almost Monday. Oh, we have another idea, opportunity to get better this week. And this class, this day, I know as a physical education teacher, it's a struggle. It's a challenge, Brian. Yeah. When you have individuals that take the class because they have to for their credit, for the requirement for high school graduation, and they don't like exercise. My situation was, as always a teacher, is I have to try to get that person to understand and like movement, physical education. You know, and I'd say movement is medicine. Correct. And it's the exercise is the best medicinal practice that anyone can have. And it doesn't have to be running. It can be walking. But there's so many different ways to exercise. And you got to tell them why it's important. Most people, most kids know that, right? They know it's good for our health. They've had health class. They know it's good. But you got to tell them why it's so important for their brain as well. And yeah. then, you know, then you have to guide them. You got to feel comfortable. That's one thing I know you guys do a great job at Sports Advantage is whoever comes into your facilities, you make them feel comfortable. Nobody is being judged on how strong you are, how athletic you are. It's everyone is being encouraged to wherever you're at is just get better, is just improve and get better. We're the same thing in the classroom is we don't care how strong you are. Your grade doesn't you know, matter on any right. of that or how athletic you are or <clears throat> even taking a class and you're an athlete. It doesn't matter. We want everybody to get better. So we're going to tell them the why. And we're, you know, we want to make sure they understand and they get comfortable in that environment and so they can improve. And then how does it carry over individually to them? Once they leave Sports Advantage someday, you know, is that going to carry over and make them be a better husband, wife, brother, sister, community person, individual, whatever the situation is? And we're the same thing in, in my setting there. So what are you doing to get better? Get excited about it being in shape. There's no better feeling than being able to control your own workouts. Yep. And once you get done with that workout, that feeling of when you're getting done from an athletic standpoint, we need, we understand we have to be in that environment. We have to be in the weight room. We have to train if we want to get to an elite level. Everybody understands that. And even if you're a really good athlete, everybody needs to be motivated. Right. Because it's human nature just to go into coast mode. It's very unlikely for people to get to that beast mode. We see that all the time on social media. Hey, we, you know, you got to work out like a beast and you got to be this and you got to be that. But it's hard. And that's why people come to Sports Advantage because they, they want somebody with expertise in that area. They want you to feel comfortable. They want great facilities and they want somebody to help motivate them. And we're exactly the same way. So people out there, I don't care what age you are. You can be a middle school kid. You can be a high school kid, collegiate athlete, a parent out there. If you truly want a better life, exercise, reduce some resistance training, and be a good role model for the people that are in your circle. I don't even like to say family. Whoever's in your circle, right. whoever you surround yourself, make those individuals better. And again, it comes down to that tip is we want it to be the best experience. When my kids come to the Fox Valley Throws Club today and we throw in beautiful weather, 
70 degree weather today in Wisconsin, which at the end of October is we cherish these days. I want it to be the best experience for those individuals. When they get done, I want them to feel like they accomplished something from a technical aspect, but have fun and socialize and, and grow as an individual as well, Brian. Well, I think the, the thing to remember too is it's everybody's first day. Everybody's got a first day in the weight room as a coach. And your job is to make sure that they want to come back for their second day. That That's really what it is, you know? So Dean, I think these are three awesome tips. And and again, you know, this is coming from someone that's, that's done it uh, and proven it, you know? Um, you know, the facilities that they have currently, uh, I, I was there when they first started. And I believe the first year you guys were there, you were 0-9, right, Dino? At Kimberly for football? Uh, one in 17, I believe, the two years before I okay. arrived at Kimberly from uh, the sport of football only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and so it can be done, you know, and it takes time. Okay. And I think people overestimate what you can get done in six months and you underestimate what you can get done in five years, you know? And so if you're building a program, it takes time. Okay. It takes consistency. It takes relentless effort and it takes ownership in your day-to-day -day activities. Where have we heard that before? I think that's on some gym's wall somewhere. Yeah. And Brian, the thing that I'm most proud of is, you know, everybody will look at the wins and losses in a program or in school sport programs. Well, not everybody can win. We know that. Right. What I'm most proud of is the numbers and the growth that occurred in the hub of our you know program athletic program which is a strength conditioning program and in numbers and I'm not talking about just in in one area but the whole school as yeah. far as the development in that and you know that is what I take so much pride in every year we have grown with student athletes and that is what I'm extremely proud of and people that are out in those situations that's what the goal should be don't focus on wins losses that should come as the growth occurs in your program, but right. don't get stuck on that because the strength and conditioning program is only one big piece of that puzzle to help those sport programs. So to review dog, right? We got to invest in our programs. Okay. That's both people and, and trying to get knowledge and, and, and as you start to grow facilities and, and getting, you know, the right stuff for the right with the right people. Two, make the, make the weight room the hub of your athletic department. Um, it should be the hub of your school, too. It's a great area for all people to be. Um, continue to invest in those coaches. And that third one, obviously, we want to make that, that time that you're spending in your area of expertise, <laughs> expertise as I can say there, um, with the kids, the best part of their day. And think about that, Dean. Let, let's go back to that point real quick. If every teacher... If every administrator, if every coach focuses on making that student's time with them the best part of their day, think of how great every student's day would be. I mean, if, if everybody's striving for that, because if you're striving to do that, not only are you making their days better, all right, your standard of excellence as an administrator, as a teacher, as a coach is just going to raise up because you're constantly there to provide, which is what coaching is, what teaching is. You're providing a service for these young people, for the next generation of people. Um, I think that that's, I think these are three great messages and there's no, there's no wonder coach.
you know, why there's a lot of success um, at the places that you're at. Three with these, you know, three big tips. Understand all listeners out there, two things with these three tips. One, be patient. You have to be patient. Things are not built overnight. It takes a lot of hard work from a lot of individuals and it has to take buy-in from student athletes and it's going to take out. Oh, you got to be, you got to be patient. And two, you got to be consistent. Yep. You have to be consistent. And that goes with one of your big things at Sports Advantage. That's the biggest thing I've always say with anyone that's trying to make a difference and improve is you got to give it time. You have to be consistent and consistency and patience run hand in hand. And it will take a lot of hard work, but it can be done. Well, dog, that was a good one. So I, I hope everybody took some notes on this because, you know, this is this is a system that's been proven. Um, these are things that that have been done over the course of time. Um, and they're still in those, you know, using those modules today to continue to grow the programs. That's things we do could continue to grow our programs at Sports Advantage. So, again, you know, the podcast is about helping everyone out. Um, and so we're sharing things that have worked for us over the course of time and have worked for the athletes and the students that we've worked with. Dog, what do we got for the Fox Valley throws coming up in the winter here? Um, winter sessions will start right after the first of the year. So right in January, we'll be starting up and we're super excited to get those things going. Awesome, awesome. And sports advantage, obviously, if your fall sport ended, um, come in, get your free evaluation. Let's get you started and get ready for either your winter sport in season, all right, or into your spring sport, or if you're doing summer, you know, travel sports or things like that. That's going to end it for this episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. Go Hawks, go Hawks, and we will see you next time. Chop it.